0: Welcome to Untangling Relationships, a conversation between a counselor and a yoga teacher, a Gen Xer, and a millennial, and a mother and daughter. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of relationships with your hosts, Janae and Finney.
1: Hi, and welcome, and a special welcome to one of our guests today. As promised during the last episode, we're doing a recap of our women's retreat. And we have invited Tina, who is the owner of Hilltop Wellness, to join us as part of that recap on the retreat.
2: Hi, and thanks for inviting me on. I'm super excited to go over um, the weekend and how the retreat went. Yeah,
0: can we
2: get started? Yeah, absolutely. All
0: right, so our first question is, what was your biggest takeaway from the retreat? Don't all reach in that one. Silence
1: falls across the land, right? I think biggest takeaway for me um it was interesting in a lot of the things we did from when we got up there to on our way back that the number three came up and we were talking about that last night what the power of three was and i didn't know and my son-in-law said well three is the strongest number in math and uh, so i think that goes into that biggest takeaway is the power and the strength that we have as a team especially the three of us when there are things that have to be done and how we can pull together and make that happen. And we have Tori, she's our fourth, but wasn't there for the full retreat. And so I think the the power and the strength in the three of us. And we had three people per tent, mostly we had one with the two person tent, but just watching the power of that dynamic and the power of three. So I think power in women, power in teams is probably my biggest takeaway from the retreat. Yeah, I
0: would say mine was just the I was really looking forward to going out and then just enjoying being outside for that many days consecutively. It's been a busy summer for me and my partner, and we haven't been able to go out and be out camping as much as we usually do during the summer. So, that was my biggest takeaway of like, okay, I needed this, and a good reminder to keep that as a priority moving forward.
2: Yeah, the importance
1: of outside. Definitely.
2: I think I have two big takeaways. One was I liked seeing how we did the different curriculum and the we did like definitely more art-based curriculum and seeing how that played into it and I really enjoyed that and then for me one of our participants was my grandma and her best friend and they actually came up early and helped me set up and so getting to build a deeper relationship with my grandma and then her best friend that they've been best friends since they were eight, eight. Mm-hmm. yeah eight and so getting to know her more and that duo and seeing how they worked together it was a super fun experience for me to get to be a part of that and see them as strong women
1: yeah the beauty of a friendship that's lost at 62 years yeah it's amazing times and changes and children and life right. yeah
0: Yeah, it's fun. It really called back to our last episode about friendships friendships and adults.
1: adults. Yeah, definitely watching that friendship, just to digress a little as a child, that we would spend time with them. But, you know, my mom would always hope to see her once a year. Mm -hmm. And they would write letters when phone calls were expensive, long distance, because we didn't ever live close by them, maybe for a brief time for about a year and a half, two years. But there was always a few hours distance that created some challenges. So I do think that was it's really awesome and beautiful to see their friendship
2: after 62 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool.
2: And it was really cool as a granddaughter to get to experience that and mm-hmm. also start to build my own relationship with her friend and which was really cool. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I liked seeing the wide span ages that we had. I feel like that always adds really good insight and perspective where you have people talking about being like new moms while they were up there, and then, you know, you're a more established parent, and then from the grandparents' perspective, it was just really interesting, a lot of the conversations of being able to see those little slices of life from a lot of different age perspectives.
1: Yeah, that we typically get early 20s into, I think we've had everyone that we've had somebody Sixties, seventies, and even eighty—right—that we've had some experiences with, which is really fun to have those dynamics.
0: Yeah, I think it's really beneficial every time we do have. Yeah, as, as wide of, as as wide of an age gap as
2: we mm-hmm. as we have. Yeah, okay, and getting all those different perspectives, I think, is really cool and beneficial for those at different stages of life to be able to say, oh yeah, like I can see, you know, 10 years down the line how that would be different versus now and just bring some perspective into the group.
1: Yeah, one thing we did different this year that was really awesome and if you're thinking about doing a retreat, maybe something to think about is always trying to plan curriculum or make a plan around what is it that people want to get and I really looked up and spend some time researching what do people want to get out of a retreat and it really was just discover something new about themselves that they could take back with them so time to unplug creating relationships and discovering something new about themselves and when you're you know trying to plan around 20 to 80 right that age gap of what are you going to discover different about yourself that's a fun challenge and also just really fun to see what that looks like so if you're thinking about going on retreat maybe just really thinking about what is it that I'm I want to step into or discover or change about myself or insights into things that I would like to have be different. Mm -hmm. All
0: right. Our next question is, what was your biggest challenge on the retreat?
2: The rain. I
0: found the rain to be a fun element. Yeah, it was fun, but
2: it was a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I love rain.
1: So I did love the beauty of that. And in the moment when I, first woke up and felt overwhelmed by it. And Janae made a comment about, look and see how beautiful that is and seeing the mist rising and the beauty of that. I think maybe a challenge for me is always, you know, comfort of participants while also trying to keep all of the wheels moving. And there's always a lot of second guessing and questioning us as a team. But I think fewer challenges on this retreat and it was really a beautiful experience. And always hopeful that people do discover what they you know if you come up there thinking I want to get this from it hoping that those are met and meeting that challenge. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah I definitely agree like I feel like this retreat ran really smoothly that's why I said the only thing I could really think of was the rain but even at like we've dealt with that before so we kind of know how to tackle that so it really wasn't a huge obstacle Uh, we were just really wet and soggy. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I where I do the food prep and everything that I always find is a challenge is finding a balance of enough food versus too much food, but I think that's always going to be a challenge because you never know how everybody's going to eat. And some days I'm hungrier than other days, and so yeah. that's just something I'm always going to have to roll with.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a letting go of, you, you probably will never.
2: Nope, never going to find that, that time balance. It, it's gonna
0: change
1: each time. Or Maybe it's not something that needs to be solved. It just is going to be what it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: I would say the biggest challenge that I ran into was maybe a few different things. One thing I can reflect on is like being able to regulate my energy levels throughout the weekend. And I feel like on the first day, it was a a lot of like new, nervous, excited energy, and then trying to just balance and maintain expectations on how I'm going to show up throughout the whole weekend. And I feel like I did a pretty good job of doing that, so I didn't feel super exhausted or burnt out when we got home. And then the other challenge was learning to let go and step back and really allow the people who were there to create the meaning that they wanted out of it. And not needing to be in the middle of things or asking a lot of questions or leading them you know, towards insights, but really just allowing them to create the space that they wanted to and more freedom of joining at their own pace and, and going and supporting each other. I think there was a lot of trust put into the women that were there and I really appreciated how well they held space for each other. Yeah,
2: agreed, yeah.
0: All right. Our next question is, what is a hope you can carry for future retreats?
1: Definitely for me is a hope that we can continue to offer a space for women and for a couples retreat, for couples to have a place to have emotions, to have feelings, have it be safe, have it be unplugged, have it be just about them where they can just focus on that process and the the time for themselves i really feel like in our busy world we're worried about other people or the phone or social media or the house or the responsibilities and it really is such an unplugged space where everything is taken care of for you that the only thing you really do worry about is you where it becomes Mm -hmm. very introspective and reflective and and so i think my hope for carrying forward is continuing to create a space and hold space for that to
2: happen yeah definitely. Yeah, I was like, I think you uh, like checked off all the boxes there, covered all the topics, at least for me.
0: Yeah, I think for me the hope is to continue putting out a new material, new curriculum, and just new ways that we explore the material. It gets better and better each time we do it, and I think sometimes it can be hard when we swing back around and we're going to do it again to just say, oh well this worked well last time, let's just do the same thing and not get stuck in that, but allowing things to change and continue growing. Because when we do step back and allow that to happen, it gets better and better
2: each time. Yeah. Well, just thinking about the way that our brains work and the three of us work, I don't ever see us doing exactly the same thing each time because yeah, we haven't yet. We always find something new or better or different or let's try this, let's do this. And you never know if you're gonna have new people or old people come, and you don't want people to come that have already experienced that. So finding a little bit of change is always good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I also agree, getting stuck in a rut is never good. No. Yeah, I think change it's just in more movement just trusting the
0: process. Then, you know, no matter what we choose to do, we can completely change the entire format of what we're doing, and we'll still learn new things, and we'll still have really big successes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You want to take this next section, Penny?
1: Sure, we can step into tips. So, if you were on retreat with us, <clears throat> or you have been on a retreat, or had a time of self reflection and growth, I just wanted to keep some to cover some tips about how do you keep that going once you're home and you're out of the mountains and you're away from that reflection even if that's a personal vacation or a couple's vacation or a time when you're devoting to reflection although vacation is really different than retreat they're really not the same thing mm-hmm. a retreat really is about whether that's a team retreat where you're focused on just that mindfulness as a team and building that, or whether that's couples where you're focused on your communication and connection, it's all about reflection and insight and building those relationships is is a good way to put that relationship with self or with your partner or with other people. So ways to keep that going once you're back. In our retreat, we make sure that the last day is spent creating a change plan. So it's something that you can move going forward. So if you were at a retreat where that didn't happen, or you've been in a a place of reflection where you didn't make a plan when you came back, my challenge would be create the plan and follow it and put it somewhere where you'll remember it and follow through on it. So those moments that you decided to make a change stay with you long-term until that becomes habit.
0: Yeah, I'd like to add on that of like taking some time within the first week of coming back to reflect back on all of the things you wrote down, on the things that you journaled about, on you know for our participants specifically on some of the things that they made and created like taking the time to check back in with everything that was said and processed and then taking the time to really consolidate and allowing that to like really metabolize Mm -hmm. and and get settled within them
2: absolutely yeah i completely agree i know like when i do self-reflection stuff or like when we do the new moon sound baths and full moon because that's something that we do Here for community events, I'll write down the questions, but I find myself, a lot of times, I just get busy and wrapped up in real-world stuff, and I don't make an effort to go back and recheck in on that. So definitely, I think, a week out, checking back in, seeing where you're at with everything, and checking in on your plan to make sure that you're actually following through on your plan. Super important. Mm -hmm. And
0: that could be a check-in and saying, wow, this is a really optimistic plan. Maybe we dial it back or, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be and i enacting this perfectly, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, definitely taking time to reflect
1: on it. Yeah. The next one is, yeah, taking time in nature to reflect. We do our retreats in nature completely unplugged. There's a lot of benefits to that. If you haven't listened to the podcast, The 3-Day Effect, I highly recommend it. It's uh, a lot of what we based our doing our retreats off of and why we do it in the mountains and where we do it at. So time in nature is important, even if that's going outside on your lunch break, taking a walk, get outside, take time outside. So recommendation is to take time to reflect and be in nature and then take time to journal. That could be doing uh, a weekly Mandela or daily that could be daily writing keep something next to your bed but really journal in the reflection the change the where am i at around the topic that you chose to make the change on take time to do that to process that daily and to let those thoughts out and the last one is if you've built relationships when you are on retreat keep those up reach out make the connections instead of having them there and having them gone. We did talk about in our last episode that it's okay for friendships to be there and be what they are and then move on. But if you've made those connections with like-minded people and shared that experience, if you are struggling with friendships and relationships, excellent time to keep those going and build friendships and and new way to do that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel a little bit bad with the little bit of rush we had with the rain on the last day we missed a little bit usually on these retreats we say like if you want to pass around your books and put phone numbers in or you know I hope that they took the time to do that on their own Um, but I know that we didn't take the time to facilitate that like we usually do yeah definitely reach out you know
1: make connections and keep them going again like-minded people that you've joined so you can build some friendships around
2: yeah well luckily in today's world if you as long as you know their first and last name you can probably try and find them on some sort of social media platform even if you weren't able to get numbers or anything like that well
0: uh anyone listening to this who was on that retreat they have our number and we can uh,
1: reach out and be facilitators yes
0: we can be the middleman if you if you need to
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: i also want to say with our taking time group in nature to reflect. I know a lot of people will be taking photos on their phones and today I was actually looking back through all the photos because I was getting ready to send them to Tina to compile, to create a big file for all of our participants to go in and look at and it was just nice to be able to look back on those photos as a way of reflecting and remembering that time and that could be a part of that reflection.
1: I didn't take any of this time. Typically, I do when we do sunrise yoga or we do the candlelit yoga. I didn't. I really noticed the first day my, like, picking up and tracking my phone and realized I don't want to be tied to it. And there were many times throughout the weekend when I was like, I don't even know where my phone is Out where is my phone?
0: Mm-hmm. And everybody
1: was helping me find it as we have the Zolio app to make sure we're all safe on it but I didn't keep track of it and I didn't do pictures and I was really completely unplugged. And so I think I took it as a different challenge this weekend yeah, with being unplugged myself.
2: Yeah, very much so. I also want to put in with the taking time to reflect in nature. I know in some areas it's really hard to find spaces where there's not businesses and houses and, but really the more you can immerse yourself in just green and nature, like at a park or anything like that is, super beneficial. I know, like I said, it's not always optimal with where you're at, but if you can find a green space, that's the best way to be in nature.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I do my walks around the office here and it's within neighborhoods, but it's still, there's trees, there's grass, there's flowers. Yeah. And I've been recently taking random pictures of people's yards and I try not to do it in a creepy way. But because I'm moving house soon I'm kind of thinking of what do I want to plant, what do I like, and you know, saving those or storing them for next year kind of like okay, these are the things that I saw growing in other people's yards that I really liked, or I like the way that they landscaped in this way. And so I like doing that. Another thing I read online a few weeks ago was people going on walks and going on glimmer hunting. So Mm -hmm. we've talked about glimmers and triggers Mm -hmm. before, and so that could be something even if you can't be completely immersed in nature, you can be walking around and looking for things that do bring you up your ladder, if they are glimmers or positive things. Yeah. I
2: guess in my brain, I'm thinking more like, I don't know, busy New York Street things where there is no nature and stuff, and luckily in Idaho where we have big yards, and so there's a lot more green if you're walking out in a residential area to look at, but that's not always the case.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Go find it. There's green spaces everywhere. Go find them. Know, yeah. Do
1: your best. Even if that's somebody has an office building, they set up a terrarium yeah. or a, a space in a building that has green. That's okay, too. Mm-hmm okay what are the physical benefits for it takes two what are the physical benefits of going on retreat and working on ourselves guess it's not that's a single question in our it takes two so maybe we can say working on ourselves supported by others and what kind of support do we need from others as we work on ourselves i i did think this one was interesting so where we did all of that the expressive art as part of the process this time, my challenge was to have all of that done before we got up there. So we had pictures and videos. So I did some of that internal processing before we got there and had my plan of this is what I want to focus on, but it was different this time in as a leader. I was also able to answer the questions and have a process instead of having it be very much just about the participants. So I would say the physical benefits for me of going on retreat and working on myself were similar lower heart rate I really was calm during the weekend and enjoyed nature and the breathing and the time and the space and the the benefits of letting go we did a whole letting go ceremony which was very beautiful and cathartic and and really amazing so I think all of those moments for me physically definitely feeling better in my body feeling performing well time in nature taking time to appreciate and again unplugging and letting go of electronics was important for me
0: mm-hmm. I have a boost in like confidence and a boost in appreciation for the aspects of the retreat that I am in charge of. and just really appreciating it was funny after setting up the um, the sound bath outside and I took a picture of it and some videos of it. and just reflecting in that moment, I was like, this is kind of crazy. like
1: what we do in the mountains. Yes, I'm yeah. Like, there's
0: huge tarp out and then everyone's got a bunch of mats and then blankets and props and then the bowls and then I had written out like this whole script to follow and you know really trying to be extremely intentional about creating that space and it worked great and it was really magical and beautiful and I really appreciated it and it was received well which made me, you know, feel excited but just the process of being able to step into that confidence while we were up there was really nice. I have felt a little bit of a dip around my teaching and my space as a yoga person, and so that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm.
1: To feel that people appreciate it, and what I do is important, and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, just, I mean, a little bit of the, it being appreciated, but I guess more of me feeling like, Yeah, this is fulfilling. I feel like I am making an impact or this is fulfilling for me to be Mm -hmm. doing. Like when I was reading the questions and playing the bowls, I was just like, wow, this is, it's beautiful and I was appreciating it for myself
2: too. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think physical benefits for me, I really enjoyed getting out on our hike and fully immersing in nature. So where we do have the Zolio app and a lot of participants give out my number for it, I can't fully unplug, which sometimes is a little frustrating. But I felt like I was able to do that a little bit more on our hike. So that was really nice. And taking the time to find the glimmers or stuff to do our nature mandalas and just being fully present and immersed in that, I think was probably a really good thing for me. And physically getting my body moving and being more active was beneficial, well. with being pregnant, my lower back tends to hurt a lot, and so that movement, I feel like, was very beneficial.
0: I was surprised by how many people really were looking for things to gather on the hike for the mandalas, and it was so fun watching everyone, like, specifically, there was someone hiking in front of me, and as we were walking, she like doubled back and I had to stop and kind of take a few steps back. And she picked up a rock that I just walked over. I was like, I'm not noticing that. And she was like, oh, this is perfect. And I was just like, that's so funny. Like the things that we all get called to, and then it was really beautiful to go around and hear everyone explain what they created in their mandalas up there and seeing everyone even if there were some participants that were like, I don't really know what I did or I was just kind of putting things out. But then when they were explaining it, and they had to make meaning of it. There was meaning behind it.
1: Behind everything. That's the beauty of art, right? Because there is. It's how it's being able to tell the story that's mm-hmm. there. And I do think the nature mandalas in the gathering made it more of an intentional hike instead of just get to the top, oh, yeah. uh, a discovery and a looking around along the way. It definitely was for me
2: yeah it definitely made me slow down Mm -hmm. be more present be in awe because that's a big part of being out in nature right because normally I like put my head down and it's like I'm going to reach the destination Mm -hmm. and I'm not always taking that time to be fully present and in the moment and so having to pay attention and gather stuff for the mandalas made me look around more and be more present yeah
0: we have and see the beauty it was like we were stopping and taking videos of butterflies landing on flowers and pausing for like several minutes at a time and just, yeah, it really wasn't like a power of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was so nice. I was telling Tori when we made it up there, I was like, that was the most pleasant hike up that I have ever experienced. Like it was just so chill and I didn't feel exhausted. So yeah, I think that was awesome.
1: Agreed. Okay, we're ready to spin the wheel. Mm -hmm. Mine is an even. So the even question is, what is something that you're hoping for from future retreats? I think having a full house, we have been up to 10. Our full house is 12, so we've been close to that. This time we were at eight. So for me, it's always hoping to be able to share the experience with more people and to have people that come back and return and see the value that they get from that from year to year as we build relationships Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i like watching it flow from one year to the next or seeing Mm -hmm. people you know maybe they're working on something specifically one year and then we see them again and it's like oh wow okay so so much growth and change even in small things it's really cool
1: Hmm, Nine, you're an
2: odd. Okay, I got the odd. So, in what ways do retreats build you up? So, I think every retreat is different. Well, I guess our couples versus our women's retreat. For our women's retreat, I really love the women's synergy and the power of being a woman. We've done the podcast around um, power of women, whether the four of us got together and talked. And I just think building that bond and those relationships is really cool and is a really strong connection. As I mentioned earlier, I'm pregnant and I'm having a little girl. And so I believe that she was able to feel that and getting to experience that was super cool. And then for our couples retreats, I love seeing the change in our couples. We have a lot of couples that come in and they're not necessarily the most connected, barely touching, barely talking, and seeing the way that they transform throughout the weekend and turn in towards each other and rebuild that connection. And it's just absolutely amazing to watch. And as a leader, it makes me feel like what we're doing is actually super important and beneficial. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All
0: right. Okay, I oh got even. So, something I'm hoping for for future retreats. Oh gosh. I guess I'm just hoping learn things to continue to build and grow and excited to see and create relationships with the new people that we get each time we go all right rapid fire do we have a rapid fire question
1: are we just doing one
0: yeah let's just do one for all three
1: of us um i thought of one what was the center of your nature mandela
0: mine was rock but it was, like, triangle shape and kind of pointed upwards, and had small, I think it had a few pine cones resting against it. So, for me, it symbolized, like, being grounded and strong from my roots, but then the pine cones were, like, birth or newness, I guess.
2: So mine, I had, like, this really pretty dusty, purpley leaf thing that was spread out and it was in threes and then I had a rock in the middle spreading it outwards and the rock I know was for like my ground or my base Uh, I can't remember what the purple leaf things were for because it was very much so what I was feeling in the moment and I didn't write it down or record myself but yeah that's that's what yours was What mine was mine was (coughs) excuse me
1: an orange leaf with two rocks on top of it, which felt very much about that for me, fall colors of beauty and change. It was interesting how many people throughout the weekend talked about those fall colors as being colors of change and the beauty of change. So for me, the the beauty of change. And then I had a light rock and a dark rock on top of the leaf. So the center of and what that really felt to me was like my own relationship and couples and the couple that I came from, the couples that we helped create and relationships so it felt very beautiful around changes and beauty and relationships and the light and the dark and the contrast between people and the beauty that all those make together in the change and in the growth.
0: That's awesome. We will most likely be sharing quite a lot of pictures of the art projects, especially the mandalas. So if you're interested to see what they look like, feel free to follow us on social medias and check
1: it out and I did a Mandela here at the office and then we did one on the mountain so it would be different for the mountain versus the one here but all the rest I think of my projects I did leading up to the retreat have already been posted Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't have control over social media but I have confidence in my team that those have all been posted so Mm
0: -hmm. really so yeah I think that's it just a reminder we have some fun things coming up on the podcast but also for upcoming events So podcast-wise, we have some conversations around parenting coming up, like we teased last week. Specifically, we're going to be talking to a group of moms and then a group of dads and then talking to couples about kind of their parenting journey, which will be really fun. So you'll get to hear some new voices as well in that or in those episodes coming up. And then kind of along a similar line, we have our Bringing Baby Home events coming up for September. So we've got two weeks until our first one, which will be live at Idaho Falls, and then I think three weeks until our online version. So if you're interested in checking that out, the links for those will be in the description. You can find that at hilltopwellness.net.
1: Absolutely. So sounds fun. Excuse me, I just got the hiccups.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.